0: Hello, good morning, I hope you're well. Guys, it's here, it's December, it's Christmas, whether you're ready for it or not, Christmas is here. And after the year we've had, I'm sure we're all looking forward to to a great time over Christmas. But unfortunately, due to the COVID restrictions, Christmas is going to look different for all of us this year. Um, There are going to be things that we would usually do that maybe we're not able to do. One of the things that we're going to have to miss out on this year is going to the cinema. It's usually something that we do between Christmas and New Year when we're in that lull with nothing else to do. We go and see the latest blockbuster film and we save it specifically for that time. But we're not going to be able to do that this year. So... Instead, we've been going back and we've been watching some of the biggest films, um, some of the biggest blockbusters over the past couple of weeks and months when we find ourselves um, in previous lockdowns with extra time on our hands. So, what I've come to notice though is that lots of these films actually follow quite a similar story. The plot tends to be the same in that there is some seemingly ordinary person who goes on this amazing journey to find out that actually they're really rather extraordinary um, and usually there's some kind of prophecy or myth or legend um, foretelling about their greatness and then they go on this journey to discover it and to find it out for themselves so to prove this point i thought we would play a quick game of guess the prophecy to start off with um, and if you don't know how to play it which you might not because i've just made it up Um, I'm going to give you a prophecy from a famous film or film franchise and I want you to guess where it is from and if you're watching online, Facebook, YouTube, Church Online, I want you to put your guesses in the comments. Um, If not, you can nudge the person or pet next to you and guess along with them. So the first one is, a chosen one shall come born of no father and through him will ultimate balance in the force be restored. What film is that from? Even if you're not sure, I'm sure you could have a good guess just by what it said. A Couple of moments just to type your answers. That prophecy was of course from Star Wars. Specifically The Last Jedi, extra points for that. Uh, And for you Star Wars fans, who was that prophecy about? Was it Anakin? Was it Rey? No comment, I'll leave that to you to decide. The second one, so a chance to redeem yourself if you didn't get that one right. This is quite lengthy, so I've picked little bits out of it. Um, the one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches. The Dark Lord will mark him as equal, but he will have power the Dark Lord knows not. Either must die at the hand of the other, for neither can live while the other survives. What movie is that from? movie series. Again a couple of moments and I can tell you that of course that was Harry Potter. So some of the biggest films, stories, books of our time use this, this story, this plot Um, of an ordinary person having something prophesied about them and then them going on this journey to discover it for themselves. And there's something as audiences that we love to watch that, we love to read it, we just love to be absorbed in this story of someone finding the destiny that they were always supposed to have. Now usually these stories unfortunately are fictional and are fantasy, however uh, with the scripture that I'm using today, and we're looking at the, the account of the angel coming to visit um, Mary, we actually find ourselves in the middle of one of these prophecy stories. Um, so I'll read the scripture for you, and then we'll go into it, and we'll we'll find out what I mean by that. So in Luke chapter 1, verse 34 to 38, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus and he will be great and will be called son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked since I am a virgin. Now I have a newfound respect for Mary this year. We read here about Mary finding out that she's expecting her first child and the Christmas events are about the lead up to Jesus' birth and I find myself in quite a similar situation this year, uh, awaiting the birth of our first child. But I have even more respect for Mary because not only was she likely to be a teenager at the time, but she was also pregnant in an age without pregnancy pillows and I don't know how she managed to sleep without one because mine has been absolutely essential. So hats off to you, Mary. Uh, Big respect for being pregnant at a time when it wasn't as easy as it is. Now it's never easy, but we do have things that make it a little bit easier for us. So yeah, newfound respect for Mary. But in this scripture, in this story, um, we find the angel Gabriel visiting Mary and telling her specific things about Jesus, about the child that she's going to have. He tells her that um, he's going to have the throne of his father, David, and that his kingdom will never end. He prophesies these amazing things about him. And although these were wonderful things, Although this was great news, it wasn't actually new news. In fact, if we go back 740-ish years, if we flick backwards through the Bible that far, uh, we find the book of Isaiah and we see, uh, we read quite a similar thing in the book of Isaiah. Um, Chapter 9, verses 6 to 7 says, "'For to us a child is born, to us a son is given.' And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace of the government of the increase of his government and of his peace there will be no end on the throne of david and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore the zeal of the lord's host will do this i find it incredible that 740 years before Jesus is born, before the angel visits Mary and tells her these similar things, that God's already said it. God's already put it in motion. He's already used the prophet Isaiah to tell about who Jesus will be, to tell of this child who's going to have the throne of David and is going to reign forever. I think it's incredible I actually think it's even more incredible that this isn't the only prophecy that was made about Jesus. There's a little bit of debate about it, but we are fairly certain that there's about 300 prophecies made in the Old Testament about Jesus that he actually fulfills with his life. Prophecies not just about his birth, but also about his life, his ministry, his death and his resurrection. And he fulfills each and every one of them. To name a few it's prophesied in the book of Micah chapter 5 that he would be born in Bethlehem. It's prophesied in Isaiah 35 that he would perform miracles including miracles of healing. Uh, we read in Zechariah 11 verse 12 that he will be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. We read that he would die with criminals and that he would be buried uh, with the wealthy in Isaiah and that's true he's when he's crucified he has criminals either side of him but he's buried in a wealthy man's tomb uh, it's prophesied in Psalms and Isaiah that he would rise from the dead and in Psalm chapter 22 that gives lots of different details about Jesus's death not just that he will be mocked and that people will gamble for his clothes but actually the words he says as he is dying are prophesied too so Jesus' birth, life and death were all foretold and then fulfilled. God spoke it and then, as when Jesus came to the earth, he lived it. Which is amazing and is incredible, but what does that tell us? It tells us that God is faithful to his word. It tells us that what God says, God does. It tells us that when God prophesies, when God promises, when God speaks, he then carries it out to fulfilment. And as Gabriel said himself, the angel Gabriel in chapter 1 of Luke verse 37, we read it earlier. It tells us that no word from God will ever fail. That means that God is faithful to his word. We can trust God in his word. We can take God at his word. God keeps his word. Which is wonderful and that's such an amazing quality for God to have. But really how does that affect us? How does that affect you and me in 2020 going into 2021? How does the fact that God is faithful to his word actually impact or affect us? And I believe that if God is faithful in what he says about Jesus, then God is therefore faithful in what he says about us too. If no word from God fails, then that means the things that he says about us are also true. The things that he promises us are also true. Throughout scripture, the Old Testament and the New Testament, we find things that, that God says about his people, about believers, things that he promises to do for us. Statements and things that aren't just related to one person at one time, uh, but for all people, for all of God's people and for all the believers. We call these the, the promises of God. Um, and there are so many promises in the Old Testament and the New Testament. There's promises for provision, uh, promises for protection, for safety. Uh, God promises us freedom. Uh, there are promises for healing. There are promises for wisdom for peace promises for victory promises for strength um and possibly you know they're they're just to name a few but possibly the most important promise of all time the the promise of salvation of eternity and relationship with god of eternal life there are so many promises that we find and I know that this year, I think we've used this a couple of times. Um, but as a as a church, we've had a Promises of God sheet that's been available, and we use this in small groups earlier on in the year. And I think Sarah's used it in her preachers as well. Um, but I've been really clinging to some of these lists, some of these promises, some of these scriptures where God promises us things for our lives. You can get a copy of this. Um, Hopefully there should be a link either on the screen or if you go to our church website on the resources page. You can go and you can get yourself a copy of these scriptures where God promises us different things. God promises us these good and amazing things for our life. So go and get yourself a copy of that. That, This isn't an exhaustive list. Um, There's only a few things on here but it's still amazing to find out some of the things that God promises us, Promises each and every one of us. So I think it's wonderful, the fact that we have access to these promises, the fact that God promises us so many wonderful things, but like I mentioned earlier, how should that change our life? How can we allow that to take effect and how can we process that? Um, in our lives and for the time that I've got left I just want to go through a couple of ways of thinking about the promises of God, ways of applying the promises of God in our life hopefully gives you um, a bit of encouragement and hopefully enables you to apply them a little bit better in your life. So the first thing that I wanted to mention is to know that God said it, know that God said it. It sounds really simple, but if you don't know that there's a promise from God that says he will provide for you, then of course, when you're running low on money or resource, you're gonna get worried, you're gonna get anxious and you're gonna start fretting about it. If you don't know that God promises you protection healing then when you get sick of course you're going to be anxious and you're going to be scared about that because you don't know that God promises you those good things. We can only apply the promises of God if we know what they say. So I really want to encourage you to to read the Bible (laughs) to find out what God says about you what God promises you to get hold of that list and read through it and mull it over and meditate on it. So that you remember the things that God promises you. So when you find yourselves in those difficult circumstances, you can just remember the scripture that promises healing. You can remember the scripture that promises strength and you can cling to those things. So you need to know that it exists in order for it to affect your life. So know that God said it. But more than that, know that it's God who said it. Know that it's God who's promising us these amazing things. It can be easy for us um, sometimes to develop a bit of a thick skin when it comes to people promising us things. Um, Particularly maybe if it's politicians and you know this year we've had different promises at different times. promises about Brexit, promises for PPE, for vaccines and some of these things we've seen uh, come about and some of these things maybe we're still waiting on and sometimes we can take whatever politicians promise us with a little bit of a pinch of salt and that's maybe not a bad thing. Um, We've been through a US election and we've seen their different campaigns and again the promises that they've made and rightly or wrongly we might have jumped on board with that or we might be saying, you know what, I'll see, I'll believe that when I see it. Even, you know, just in our general relationships with our family, with our friends, with our work colleagues, we might have been let down by people we care about. Someone might have promised us something and then unfortunately let us down by it. Or we might have been in the position where we're the ones that have sadly had to let other people down because we've not been able to keep our promises. And for whatever reason, sometimes we can build up a bit of a wall when it comes to people promising us things. We can be really quite tentative and quite reluctant to accept it when people promise us things, because really what happens if we get our hopes up and then we're let down? But I want to encourage you that God is faithful to his word. And more than that, in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19... It says, God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said it and he will not do it? Or has he spoken and he will not fulfill it? This scripture is saying that God isn't a man. God isn't human. Therefore, he's not going to let us down. You know, he's not gonna lie to us. He's not gonna change his mind about these promises. He, instead, he is going to be faithful to it. He said it, he will do it. So know that when God promises you something, it's God. It's faithful God who promises you things. It's not a politician. It's not a man or woman. It's not anyone other than a God who it is in his very nature to keep his word and to be true to his word. So know when it comes to the promises of God that it's God who says it and therefore we can trust it, therefore we can depend on it. The second thing is to believe that Jesus sealed it. You know, as I've said already, um, Jesus came to the earth to fulfil a lot of these things that were prophesied about him. And he says it himself at a time when people are accusing him of um, not really uh, following the word of God, of healing on the Sabbath, of hanging out with the wrong kinds of people. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 to 18, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfil them. So Jesus says himself that he has come to fulfil the word of god and i think that's that's wonderful that that is amazing but more than that jesus doesn't just fulfill the word of god he doesn't just fulfill the promises of god in himself but he actually gives us access to the promises of god for ourselves 2 corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 says for no matter how many promises god has made they are yes in Christ and so through him the Amen is spoken to us by the glory of God. No matter how many promises are made they are yes in Christ. How amazing is that? You know I've often thought you know the things that are promised in the Old Testament are they still really relevant for me today? Am I under the New Testament a new covenant now? You know what 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 promises are for me and what promises aren't for me? But here it says quite clearly that no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. You know, in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, God made promises for people, but unfortunately, their their sin, their imperfection, their constant falling short of God's glory kept getting in the way. And that needed to be dealt with. So God sent Jesus to pay the price for our sin. Jesus was the, the sacrifice that that paid the price for mankind's sin. And in Jesus dying, he removed that barrier between us and God. He moved that removed that obstacle that was standing in the way of God promising things and us being able to to walk in it and live it out. Because of Jesus, we were forgiven and because of Jesus, we were seen as clean and holy in the eyes of God. So because of Jesus, we have access to the promises of God. Jesus sealed the deal when it came to the promises of God. So whatever promise you find yourself holding on to in this season, know that it's Jesus who makes it possible for you to live in that Know that it is Jesus who sealed that for you and know that you don't have to earn it. You don't have to, um, you know, do anything specific. You don't. There's nothing in your own efforts that can make that promise of God apply to your life. You just have to accept it because of Jesus, because of the grace of God, because of Jesus dying on the cross. You have access to that promise of God. And the things that God promises you and you know if you maybe haven't accepted Jesus before if you wouldn't say that you're a Christian or that you've got a relationship with Jesus if anything that I've just said about him you know rings true then why not this morning invite Jesus into your life why not pray you know Jesus thank you for dying on the cross for me please would you be my saviour, would you forgive my sins and would you help me to live in the light of God's promises? You can do that, you can request prayer, Um, there'll be the opportunity to do that later on, but I just wanted to give you and remind you of that opportunity this morning, uh, that you can make Jesus your saviour and I would so, 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 so encourage you to do that. So know that God said it, believe that Jesus sealed it, and finally, Rely on the Holy Spirit in the process. Because just just because God promises us these amazing and wonderful things doesn't mean that our lives are always easy. Sometimes um, our circumstances can be against us. And sometimes having faith in situations where we're not seeing the promises of God being outworked can be tough. Often we can seek out the promises of God from a position of need or lack or disappointment. You know, we, d- we don't tend to go digging for promises for healing when we're completely well. You know, and that's OK that we can come at it with that need and that 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 lack. You know, you might be waiting for a promise for a long time. You might have had, um, you know, you might have promises that you're still waiting to see happen. Promises for victory, promises for um, relationships to be restored, promises for healing that you're still waiting to see the fulfillment of. And living in between the promise being made and seeing it come to pass can be really difficult. Um, But we're not alone in it. We're not alone in it. Um, John chapter 14 verse 15 to 16 and Paul used this scripture last week says if you love me keep my commands and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever the spirit of truth. As we heard last week the Holy Spirit who is with us always who lives in us as believers in Christ is with us always as our advocate which means our support our helper so that when times are tough when we find ourselves in the gap and in the process between us claiming a promise and knowing a promise exists but yet seeing it happen we are there with the holy spirit in the middle of it all So when life is tough, when circumstances are against us, when having faith is difficult, you're not on your own. You've got the Holy Spirit there who is providing you with a constant source of love, of joy, of peace, of patience, of kindness goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Those are the things that the Holy Spirit produces in your life. And I did have to go back and think about the kids' church song there uh, to be able to remember those. But that is what the Holy Spirit produces in the waiting process. And more than that, more than the Holy Spirit helping you in the middle of it all, the Holy Spirit is actually our guarantee that God will keep his word and God will give us the things that he promises. If you don't believe me, we go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14, which says, And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised us and that he purchased us to be his own people. The Spirit is God's guarantee. How amazing and how incredible is that? That word guarantee, um, in the translation it means uh, to pledge or to deposit as a down payment. It also means engagement ring. So God gives you the Holy Spirit is that symbol that he is going to keep his word that he is going to keep the things that he has promised for you it says that the holy spirit is your guarantee of the inheritance that god has promised you so the holy spirit helps us but more than that guarantees us the promises of god for our lives i think it's completely completely incredible So know, when it it comes to the promises of God, know that it's God who said it, believe that Jesus sealed it, and rely on the Holy Spirit in the process. And hopefully you feel encouraged by this morning, you feel encouraged by knowing that there are promises of God out there for your life, and you want to go and to learn more about them and to read more about them, but you know, ultimately you have a choice in how you respond to the promises of God. You can choose to do just that—to run with it, to explore them, to um, to lean into them, to push into them, to um, download that file and to highlight them in your Bible and to claim them for your life and use them to lift your faith and to uh, lift your expectation. And you can really embrace the promises of God and experience the goodness that comes with that. Or you can choose to kind of put a bit of a barrier up to them. Like I said before, you know if. If we don't accept any promises, then maybe we can't be disappointed when we're let down. We can have that kind of attitude. Sometimes we can try and retain control and uh, we can try and keep our peace and uh, keep our hearts protected by not accepting things that people promise us or not accepting the things that God promises us. But really, if we do that, then we miss out on the true peace that comes from surrendering to God and living and walking daily with his Holy Spirit, giving us peace, love, joy, and all of those amazing things that I mentioned before. So it's up to you how you respond, and if I can encourage you to respond in any way, I want us to go back to Luke, the scripture that I mentioned at the start respond in the same way as Mary who heard these amazing things about her life and her son's life and she simply said let your word to me be fulfilled would that be your response today tomorrow next week next year let your word to me be fulfilled i just want to pray for you to close if that's all right God, I thank you that you are faithful to your word. That is who you are. That is your nature. That is unchangeable. You are faithful to your word and you are faithful to your promises. God, I pray that you would help us to seek out the promises for our life that you give us. That you would help us to claim your word over our lives, that you would help us to live with the faith and expectancy to see your promises come to pass in our life. God, would your word to us be fulfilled.